you're my best friend. World we must defend. Gotta catch them all. What's your favorite Pokemon, Tim? Uh. You wanna know what mine is? Sure. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> That's a leading question. My favorite Pokemon is Gengar. So I was very happy to have uh, some spoopy research in Pokemon Go ah. this last year. I got a perfect, perfect Ghastly. So nice. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm nice. super pumped about that. So, But uh, that has nothing to do with Nerf, except for the fact that there are a lot of Pokemon to catch at the Detroit Dart Club. Yeah, we haven't even introed yet. Welcome to Detroit Dart Talk, everyone. Yes, where we talk about whatever the heck we want to talk about. And, uh, oh, should we, by the way, should we start being explicit? Just, like, put an explicit warning at the beginning? Yeah, I think I figured out how to do that in SoundCloud. There's a, a flag on the second tab. Sweet, Okay. Well, I'm not going to start off with it. Tom's usually the one who'll just drop them left and right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and Tom's not with us today. He's he's off doing family things, his Grammys. He's now. with his old granny. I just called my grandma, actually, on the way home. I talked to my grandma. So, you know, he could have done the same thing. I can't call my grandma anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I can call my kid's grandma. Oh, well, that's... And it's not the same. Wait a second. Yeah. So, moving on. Um, so, welcome to Detroit Dart Talk, everyone. Uh, we have a couple new events that have been going on in the Detroit area. And uh, we have some cool mods and stuff we want to talk about. Yeah, and that... some news. Because there's been some big news since we last met. Yes. You want to just start off with the news? Tim, how do you feel about that? Uh, sure yeah let yeah because let's just start it off with the news our other topics are more meaty so we'll we'll do news first and then go forward yeah that sounds good so the biggest news to come out of the last uh week two weeks since uh well by the time you see this we'll we'll see when this probably a couple weeks beforehand but if you haven't heard and i know it hasn't been super widely publicized so hvz end war november 3rd um is when they posted the the dates about it, but it's going to be in 2020, June 26th, 27th, and the 28th, going to be at Penn State. So you can already make your accommodations at this point, which is great. So you can actually get an Airbnb if you wanted to. Um, we haven't gotten one yet, so we have to really get on that at some point because um, we might as well just reserve one. We're definitely going to somebody's going to be there. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, hopefully Sebastian. It'll be his first end war. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm what about, super excited. Um, what now? There's a there's multiple campuses, right? So this is going to be at the main campus. I guess it's called University Park, according to Drac. You, that if you guys are local, you'll know what that means. If you're not, look up the main campus for Penn State. So are you excited about this one, Tim? How are you feeling? I don't know. Uh, I I mean, we we were hesitant after the last one, and we ended up having fun. I, I I'm sure that we'll have fun again. You know, if nothing else, yeah. we're going to make our own fun. Um, I, I mean, as long as there's a bunch of people together, we'll make fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a fantastic time last, last time. So, um, listeners, let us know if you're going to if you're gonna be there. We'll definitely try and meet you. I know some people in our Discord have already said, you know, they want to make sure they meet us the next year. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to be there. I'm going to drive again. Uh, that's the plan right now, to yeah, drive up. It's, I'll probably it's drive not as a well. Short, yeah, it's not a short drive, but it is in the middle for us now. So. Ah. South Carolina to Michigan, it's it's kind of in the middle enough. <laughs> yeah. It's it's probably about. I mean, my uncle lives in Pennsylvania, which it's about ten hours to him, and he's in 
Myerstown, oh, out Reading area. Um, so that's about 10 hours. Um, so I can do that. I, I can drive 10 hours. Maybe not in my, yeah. maybe not in my stick shift, but I can do that. Well, it's all highway miles, so the stick shift isn't terrible. That, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I also yeah, I'll, I'll have a ton of gear to, to schlep. True, and, and it's and if you can bring a car, like for anybody who's thinking about going, if you are it within capabilities to get a car and within the range to drive a car there, and of the age to drive a car <laughs> or steal a car, I guess don't do that. But if you if you did. You should bring a car because it is so nice to be able to have your own transportation. It's usually not walkable unless you secure some sort of on-campus housing or really close. You, you, it's almost required to have a vehicle to get to and from the campus. Um, I would highly recommend it if you can. It gives you a place to store your gear, keep it safe, um, place to melt your PLA in. You know, just you really want to heat treat <laughs> PLA out in the summer. Great, great spot. <laughs> Take a page out of Cody's book. Don't leave your FDL in the car. Yeah, so your 3D printed blasters in the summer. Penn State's supposed to be okay, though. This is actually a very 3D printed blaster friendly location because you're looking at a place that doesn't get that warm during the summer. Yeah, you know but, what? They all survived Statesboro. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Isn't Penn State ranked like number four in college football? after They came out of the first rank with, uh, I think they're ranked number four. I don't know. I don't really follow football. They're first in the Big Ten East, so they have that going for them. Oh, I guess they're ranked number five. I don't know. I don't follow it. It's all five out of how many? Six. Say again? I said five out of how many? Six. (laughs) Out of hundreds, I tell you. Hundreds. Oh, you you said Big Ten, didn't you? I mean, they're not Big Ten, are they? No. Yeah, no, no, no. They're they're number five overall. Oh, okay. But... You know what? It's just going to be the cool thing about a if a if a school does well in football, no matter how you feel about football, usually drives um, improvement to the campus. So you have a good uh, <laughs> you have a good chance of uh, of getting some nice amenities on the campus if they uh, do well this next year. So that's how it's going to help end war. Sure, why not? I'm actually curious. Do you know how? I don't want to. We're tangenting hard. Never mind. I'll I'll keep this to myself. <laughs> you want to talk about the next piece of news? Yeah. So. Uh, obviously I've been all over the dart zone hype train recently. You know, we had Brian on for the interview before it came out and then we just did the, um, uh, the comparison episode, uh, which you probably heard two episodes by the time this one goes up, maybe three. Um, but just a couple days ago, uh, the fine, they finally put out the dart packs and shortly before that they put out for sale different bundles of their ta- uh their not talent their uh half length mags so yeah they don't have a name do they they're just just dart, short mags dart zone what do they call them half half length mags yeah um and the bummer that we found out about this and i, I first saw it on bradley phillips's channel was that the mag adapter does not fit in any other blaster um, at least without modification. Somebody posted, uh, I think it was Nerf Modders, welcome his mod uh, guide for um, it was, getting it, it was to not, yeah. What? It was not a simple modification. Yeah, so what I've gathered is there's um, some of the ribs in the magwells do not have the corresponding grooves on their um, their adapter, so you have to cut channels into their adapter. So I mean, I guess if you were going to splurge and get the three mag three adapter pack 
from the website, then go ahead and take a crack at, at doing that mod. I'll just stick to talons. I love the way that the talon adapter looks in the Dart Zone Pro, especially the blue one because it's got the blue aluminum priming bars, so they kind of the colors kind of pick each other out. Looks really nice. So the uh, they do. You're right. They do call them the Mark One Pro Series Half Length Dart Magazine. Um, very very wordy names and the standard Dart Magazine. So I'm curious if the Mark Two takes half lengths as well. Will they still call oh, it the Mark One I, adapter? I hope, I hope, I hope that it is a turret thing, like the Power Strike. Oh, God, uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I hope so. I um, really do. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe they come out with a Mark II adapter that fits the same mags and does fit in the standardized magwells. Oh, shout out to Jush Janeway for, punk- for punking all of us on the... Uh, suburban detroit nerf club subreddit he like said that he that the mark the dart zone was coming out with different colors for the next one jim my jimmies were rustled i didn't post anything but i saw a number of posts like really are you serious oh got me good did i miss that no i didn't miss that what yeah he got me good i was like oh no way is that on the discord or the facebook group discord uh oh wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) i think i did see that uh Watch out for watch out for imposters spreading fake information. Scrolling up, scrolling up, scrolling up. But that was kind of a cool. That was a cool thing. I also my side tangent was uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania is not too far from Penn State, so and they're going to have a new roller coaster next year. Candemonium, going to be awesome. Going to go down check that out. Candemonium. Yeah, and I'll yes. probably go see some family or something there. But um, did we have any other news points we wanted to bring up? I don't think so those were the two big ones i think that was it um yeah so uh want to talk about mods yeah so you hinted at this a couple episodes ago so why don't you start off talking about your new blaster all right i have a, a new favorite blaster or at least blaster of the moment um i love the spamf I really love the Spamp. And I was like, why? You know, I thought it was cool. I really liked the look of it when I uh, first saw it. But the thing that really sold it to me once I got it in my hand is it is the thing that is hard to quantify a lot in Nerf Blasters is the total package is so small for a Springer, like a spring powered blaster. It's just the tiniest package. So it's not, it's so, it's narrow. So it doesn't stick out. And if you mount it to your your leg, like a leg holster, it doesn't bounce around as much because there's not, it's not stuck out quite as far the the weight is nice and like um sort of central i guess you could call it the uh the plunger is pretty close in line with your hand so like if you're using real real steel the the distance that the barrel is up and away from from your your hand makes it kick more because it's got you know force at a distance farther from your grip point um but the spamp it has that similar kind of pistol feel but a little bit longer performance um it it was actually pretty solid out of the box. It was, I don't know, had a, I had a stock spring in there and it was shooting 100. I think I measured on my chrono. It was around 100. It was averaging around there, a little up and down. Um, but I'm using the stock PETG, PETG barrel, the, the Mark II, I guess. Um, Gavin Fuzzy replaced the barrel after a little while, reworked the nose of it so you didn't have to use a tool to install and remove it. Nice. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's nice. So the barrel is like locked in once you screw it all together. Uh, so the, the new barrel that he has in there is a good tight fit. It's clear. 
So you can actually see it through a window. Spamp has a little window in a clear barrel. So you can see when the dart is chambered, which is almost a bit of a novelty, but it's really cool. Like it's a good indicator, like successful chamber or you, you folded a dart in half or something. Does that really well. And just, it's a very nicely engineered blaster. It's, it's hard to say that it's, it's hard to say if it's completely a 3D printed blaster. I think you could have an argument about that if it's truly fully like a 3D printed blaster because it does keep the plunger tube and the catch mechanics, but it replaces the trigger. It replaces, it adds a magazine receiver. It replaces the pusher. So you have to open up the plunger to put the new pusher in. So it's a real amalgam of parts. Like, you know, it's it's just saving the prime, the plunger, and the grip section. Which actually feels like a really nice choice. He puts the he puts the injection molded pieces on all your contact points. So the pieces that you interact with, generally, with the exception of the trigger and the mag release, your grip is nice and smooth. Your handle that you prime with, nice and smooth, injection molded plastic. Then all the parts that are functional and changed are 3D printed. And I am currently running a 12 kilogram spring in here, and it's rated for nine kilogram, I think. Yeah. Running a, I'm running a 12, and I took Bradley Phillips' advice, and I, I got a, um, a sharp fire. Yeah, I got a sharp fire, gutted it, and took the um, took the plunger and the catch. And it's so funny because you can see the progression of Hasbro cheaping out on the plastic. Wow. It's like the sharp fire came first, and then the falcon fire came after. And the same catch, the catch is the exact same design, except they, they hollowed out some ribs into it for the uh for the second generation and the plunger you know it was redesigned to be less plastic just a uh well it's not 100 percent less plastic it's thinner plastic um but yeah it, you can see what they what they did why you know kind of why they did it is questionable and it almost makes me wonder why didn't gavin fuzzy just use a sharp fire instead of a falcon fire <laughs> to begin with oh but, um so i'm trying to think what the functional differences are Maybe he just liked the grip on the Falcon Fire better? It's very possible. Or he had one on hand. <laughs> you know, literally, maybe that's he had one on hand. Oop. Is that is that yep. us? Sorry, that's me. Oh, okay. Let me um, um let me close that out. I apologize, sure. listeners. So for mod potential though, pretty so the twelve kilogram spring is in there. I will say that the uh sharp fire plunger tube, it's not gonna last. No. I am pretty. I can already see stress marks. I disassembled it, and there's um, some stress marks on. So uh, I don't think it's going to last. Um, I took dimensions before it started deforming too much, and I'm going to try 3D printing uh, a little more solid. You know, just at least replacements, if nothing else. I mean, heck, everything else is 3D printed in half these blasters. Why not this? This is a great candidate for some metal, um, like a metal or a Delrin plunger. Be a great candidate for this. I, okay. I actually think it would be an awesome, useful upgrade. It's already kind of an expensive blaster, though, so but it, it would be very, very handy this one, because those little tabs are breaking and it also, those that holds in the, the, the part that's breaking is partially what controls the O-ring uh, movement placement, so you're gonna I, I have a feeling I'm gonna see drop uh, drop coming up. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, no. it's hard to describe. I wish I could describe it better. Even if I like had a picture of it, it would be hard without I, pointing at the exact piece. Yeah, I think I understand what you're talking about, though. Um, so you mentioned that the Sharpfire mod wasn't going to hold up. If you went back to the original Falcon Fire parts, would it hold up better? I can't imagine sure. it would, right? What I'm going to do is I'm going to throw them in here as soon as I, you know, uh, as soon 
as these die, as soon as the plunger dies, the catch is great. The catch seems fun. I mean, I'll, I'll report back in if that changes, but um, because I do love this blaster. I do love this blaster. Yeah, but, I uh, thought about um, maybe looking into one as my sidearm now that I'm running half links. That's I'll so get cool. Into. I actually really want to make a um, katana style. Like, I, I wish, I'm going to grab Captain Slug's um, uh, step file that he has for um, katana mag and just cut it down and fill it in so it only holds one dart and just to make this like a single but like a single fire blaster like return <laughs> it into a breech load blaster for playing any sort of single fire round or single shot rounds like you know if you have to load one dart at a time this is the way to do you know this is a blaster i would enjoy doing that in i think it's like <laughs> the right size nice i know right it's like going backwards <laughs> yeah. um I, I don't know though like I, my hammer shot with the orange mod works. The OTAC kit that handles half lengths really nicely. Yeah, but I mean, you have trouble getting a lot of power out of that. Uh, yeah. no, not really. Well, I mean, I'm not hitting like you know 120 FPS with it, but I mean, I'm getting the same performance for a sidearm that I was with fullings, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it will carry me if I have to. Uh, you know, draw it as a backup. And I mean, at that point, then I can pick up halflings or full links off the ground if I'm scavenging. Right. I could not use this for HVZ. Um, with the stock barrel and the upgraded spring and components, um, it's shooting 150 FPS consistently. Yeah. So that's that's too hot. Um, this is a good sidearm for other game types. Gotcha. It also does have a small tendency to, um, when if, you, if you're not careful with the loading, um, like... It's not. That's not really a fair comparison. If you if you don't use um, darts with a uh, with a reduced rubber head, it can hang okay. um, on on the the fee because it is a three D printed um, breech receiver. Like the breech receiver is a uh, is is a three D printed piece that goes into the PETG tube. So there is the potential to um, kind of screw that up when you load. But I wouldn't say that it's terrible. I think it's actually. It's quite good. It's just it's not a machined or injection molded component. So right. there's just a tad bit of friction there that I, I've run into occasional jamming. Uh-huh. So no. I don't I don't I feel like that this is sort of the most power in the smallest package. It's how I would look at this. Like the barrel is about as short as it can get. The plunger tube is about as small as it can get. The magazine is about as small as it can get. The grip maybe could get a little bit smaller, but this feels like an, a bit of an optimization for a mag-fed Springer pistol. Hmm. I, I think this is sort of the end game. Or and, and with that said, it is 3D printed, and it is I'm running a high spring load. So there's a bit of a glass cannon to this, powerful, but it can break easily. Right. right. That's, that's kind of how I feel about it. I, I've pushed it to the edge, but it's reliable enough for me right now. Hey, it's never broken. So... I'm just, I can just sort of feel my mechanical sympathy tells me that someone a little more ham-handed uh, would, uh, would break this. Now, and didn't you say that it's not the most consistent thing? Depends on the darts. Mm. Um, I, I, I have, I, I, it, it is picky. Thank you. I've just had a piece of cheese and meat wrapped in a roll delivered to me. Yum. Fantastic. <laughs> it is, it is not the most consistent. Um, what I should say is it's picky. I would say it's a little bit picky on darts. Okay. So it's humid down here. I've noticed that darts uh, don't do as well. I've had more problems with darts down here in the south during the warmer months than I did when I was in Michigan. Time to move back. Um, <laughs> there are things I miss. Don't get me wrong. I really do miss things from Michigan. A lot of, a lot of things. I, a lot of things I miss. But uh, 
yeah, it's uh, it, it is a little bit picky, and I don't know if that's environment or if that's specific uh, darts. Although it does, darts do exit the barrel when I fire. So, and I again, I still love it. It's I don't even feel like it's an irrational love. I feel like it's an accurate love. Uh, how does it oh, handle? Really accurate. <laughs> how does it handle the uh, darts on pro darts? Actually, the darts on pro darts work great in this thing. Um, they really do work very well in this blaster. I loaded a few up in here. I've only done like a round of five with them. They were great, but I'm always afraid of losing them. Even yeah, just because we don't have that many of them. <laughs> I know. It's like I, I do. I do worry about losing them. They are great. They, those are great darts. They are. I wish you could get just the halflings. And that 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 was my qualm. I forgot to bring it up when we were talking about announcements. Was uh, you can only get a package of half halflings and and half fullings. And I mean. I I'm contemplating cutting down the full links to run in my FDL. <laughs> can't I looked? You can't do it. Well, in your FDL, in my FDL, I could. You think so? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. There was a guy that cut down his his full links and tried using them as half links in uh, Metal Barrel Springer, and it didn't work well. Mm. But I mean, you're not trying to create a seal in a flywheeler. I I just want to use it because of the quality of the dart head and the glue. I would think right. that. So I might cut down a small, like maybe the the fifteen or so that came with the original packaging. I might cut those down and see how they do out of my FDL. I mean, it's worth it. They're they're not like I don't know. They might be hard to get. I hope they show up in store, but I don't think they will. <laughs> no, but, let's be real. They're yeah. not going. But I mean, if if I if I get like two boxes of the darts off of their website, that's going to give me two hundred and forty plus the hundred and twenty that I got from the pre-order. Um, that will be a significant amount of halflings that I can use for uh, a couple of events. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully you get some back. Yeah. And I doubt anybody else would be using that, so it would be easy to identify. I'm sure a few will disappear into people's pockets. Oh, I'm sure. For testing. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, to rip off the head and glue onto regular foam. I also thought about doing that. Rather than cutting down the foam, I've got, you yeah. know, I've cut down a bunch of Adventure Force waffles, and I've got the blanks from the back end of those. I thought about just pulling the heads off of the full I length. Too. I do I keep, I kept them, but I feel like a hoarder keeping them right now. Yeah. So I got to figure out some, if I'm going to do something with those blanks or just pitch it. They're they're sitting Anyways. in a pile in my den right now. Yeah. Well. So spam feels like a pro blaster for pro players. Nice. I'm, <laughs> you're making me want one, man. How can I, how hard can I cringe? Oh, you're making me want pro blaster for pro players. Uh, um, I can't do it. Should... Well, maybe maybe the, one of the dart zone blasters will be a pistol. One of the one of the dart zone pro marks. That'd be cool. There, you know what the thing about it is like. I just want to be clear. Um, you really like the dart zone pro, and I have to. I, I haven't said it that much, but I've played with it, and I have a lot of complaints with it. I just, I'm going to be clear. I personally do not like it as much as you do. I still like it. I think it's nice, but I have, I have complaints about it. Um, and I, and, but I don't care because I'm just, they're the, they're doing exciting things and I'm excited for their products and I'm happy to support them. And I'm still going to use that blaster. I'm still going to lend it to friends and, and I don't have to worry about them breaking it in the same way that Maybe they would other blasters. Like I'm, I have, I'm happy to have it. I'm happy to have uses for it, and I'm just excited that they're doing stuff. Community, because yeah. what's Nerf doing besides the Percy's and the knock? So their rival line is really good. Let me back that up. Rival is exciting right now. You mean the new ones that are about, about to come? A single out? Other thing. 
Huh? You mean the new rivals that are about to come out? That that like uh, spinning yeah, they all look one? cool. The shotgun, the uh, you know, the knockout that came out, the Percy's. They still don't have Percy's in anywhere near me. They are just not carrying them in any store. I've been checking occasionally. Uh, yeah, They're we, not stocked we up. Played around a little bit with the uh, Percy's and the knockouts that Connor got in at the club. They're they're nice. They're nice. I think they're awesome. I think they're so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, rant aside, um, they're just they're not available by me. I'm sad about that. And uh, I also think that the only thing I'm excited about that's nerf is uh, Hotkin's drawings. If you've seen any of Hotkin's shout out to Hotkin. Those are those are awesome. He's really killing it, putting out an, almost one new blaster design every day. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, man, you're going to love it. I know you I know. I know people have feelings about Reddit, but um, this uh, this is pretty wholesome. It's pretty wholesome stuff. I'll have to go hunt it down and check it out. If you if you've been avoiding um, Reddit, continue to avoid it. But uh, you know, go ahead and uh, search for Hotkin and just like look at his post history. Feel good about the wholesome nature. <laughs> All right, I'll have to check it out. Um, backing up for a second to Rival. Apparently, if you go to Ross stores right now you can get per uh prometheus for 65 dollars what yeah. <laughs> bargain basement much yeah i know uh a certain um blaster hub reporter was planning on buying some just for the rival uh, the oh, ammunition man. you could resell just the blaster too yeah what would you say it was hotkins yeah um i'll, I'll ping it to you okay cool we, we can keep moving i'll, I'll yeah. ping it to you so you can I was going to look, pull it up to look it up later. Anyways, um, so... H-O-T-K-I-N, by the way. Oh, sorry. H-O-T-K-O-I-N, hot coin. Ah. My bad. Missed that this whole time. It's when Oops. you see people's names but never hear them out loud. <laughs> um, yeah, ch- uh, check out H-O-T-K-O-I-N for some really cool concept design. It's got ah. a ton of them, absolute ton of them. So ah. there's some really inspiring ideas. And some people have even made little like 3d printed versions of some of them some of the really? basic ones. yeah it turned there's a one or two cases where people tried to turn them into reality because he does design things that the people want hmm. and apparently nerf has even like uh, acknowledged or through through other channels knows of his existence and <laughs> thumbs up to what he does or something I, i'm not 100 yeah, awesome. so uh, that's that's uh, still the mod. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What was there a mod that you wanted to talk about, Tim? I was going to talk a little bit about my loadout changes, um, I, and I think I may have talked about this on the last episode. No, because the last episode we recorded was Godfall. Even though I think you guys are going to end up hearing um, just like a random talking episode in between Godfall and this one. Uh, so I switched over my FDL to Halflings and. Wow, what a game changer that is. Um, but in doing so, I also had to change my loadout. So I used to run six 18 mags on my chest. But now that I'm running talons, I can fit 10 talons in approximately the same amount of space. So I'm, and you know, it, talons are supposed to be 15, but you know, for a flywheeler, you can put 17 in there and not really, you know, have any uh, performance issues. You know, it probably was questionable to do more than 16 with a Springer. But, um, so I'm only really losing one dart per mag, and I'm getting four extra mags on my chest. And it's super easy to just throw some extras in a dump pouch, or I'll probably, 
Uh, I plan on doing a drop leg with six more um, of the Blitzaya, or three more of the Blitzaya double mag holders. So um, that would put, what, 16 plus one in the blaster uh, in my loadout. Um, and I have found that it has kind of changed my play style because I have, mentally, I know I have more ammunition available. So I've been much, uh, I haven't had as much trigger discipline. <laughs> Which is fun, right? Oh, I've had a blast. Um, this is the best thing because min-maxing, you're, you're absolutely min but you're doing it and getting fun out of it. Yeah, I, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I started to notice at our last Z13, which we'll get into Z13 in a little bit, but then uh, you know, I really got the full experience of, of that change in gameplay when I went to uh, the Bowling Green Invitational this past Saturday. Um, and it just it, it kind of just caught me off guard. And now I realize I need more Talon mags. Like I was planning on the six on my chest, or I'm sorry, the 10 on my chest, a six on a drop leg, and then one in the blaster with 17. I was like, I don't think that's going to be enough because I had, um, 13 on me at Bowling Green and two of the missions about halfway through, I had to change my play style and, and, you know, kind of stick closer to the center of the pack because I was down to just a couple of mags worth of ammo because I was playing that freely so i need to to up my uh, magazine count to get me through missions with that new play style absolutely i mean do it (laughs) you look like a like a porcupine with all the mags sticking off you but (laughs) be cool yeah one of the guys in our discord chat uh brain mentioned that i should do back mags um because they look cool and then you can draw them from your back i was like yeah but if i did back mags then it would run into my cody bag also known as my uh, first aid kit. <laughs> nice. Got him. Yeah. Although he, <laughs> shout out to Cody because apparently his trend was to get injured every third HVZ and uh, he's gone five now, I think it is, without getting injured. If you don't call a mega dart to the nuts. You might want to count. I'll, I'll get to that when we, when we get to the BG section, which uh, that's all I really wanted to talk about about uh, projects was updating my loadout more to come on that once i uh, finalize where i'm going to land yeah. so nice. move on to recent events absolutely and tim that's all you because yeah. Uh, yeah. i haven't been to any events in a little while oh. they're all a couple hours away so i oh, made it out that's disappointing so uh we'll talk real quick about z13 we had our october z13 which was halloween themed uh and we did something a little bit different for uh, the event this time. So normally, um, when players turn to zombies, they can pick up power up items that they brought with them or noodles or hoard eggs or whatever might be available. And then specials are played by club admin. Um, you know, so like whenever I turn, um, I start playing the, the boomer, um, when Eric, uh, was up here or when Tom turns, um, they'll either go, tank or demon or some other special depending on how uh play is progressing and and what we feel we may need to to keep it quick paced and interesting um for the halloween episode we uh well back up for a second so uh we finally have replaced uh eric's position as club at or in for the club admin uh with john marshall um 
who it was also his birthday, but he came dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, and his costume is great. I mean, he's got it. He's got it really dialed in. He's got the compass. He's got the dreads. He's got the coins and the hair. Um, you know, it's a really well done costume. And he even kind of has Johnny Depp's mannerisms down as Jack Sparrow. So, um, so what he did is he spent the entire night walking around as a tank, but instead of yelling tank, he would rum, rum, rum. Why is the rum gone? So he, he was wandering around the club all night shouting that out. And what we did is um, attached. So I, Eric, I don't know if you remember uh, a while back, Janeway had donated to the club some Nerf flag football flags. The, the, yeah. The green and orange streamers. about that. Yeah. So what John did was he clipped a couple of those uh, onto his belt and taking a page out of our... Um, Polo's Revenge, where you got to try and steal the darts from uh, yeah. Polo's head. Uh, if you could get a streamer of each color off of Tank Sparrow, you could turn those in and get a power-up. So normally normally I hand out power-ups like Body Armor, Anti-Sadness, Martyr. Um, after each mission, like I'll give a power-up choice to the, the human who lived the longest or something. Um, and then they get to use it for one match later on in the evening um so what we were doing he would put on two orange and two green streamers onto his belt at the start of each mission and if you could accumulate one of each you could then turn it in at the end of the mission and get a power up for one of the next missions and you didn't have to get them both in the same mission if you got an orange in in the first zombie death match and then you were able to get a green in the second zombie death match then you could turn it in and, and get body armor for the third mission so that was kind of a neat uh, um, twist on things. I don't know if it's something that we'll continue to do because it kind of requires having a tank going at all times. And, you know, he did it. He thought it would be fun just to do for Halloween, but, uh, you know, John enjoys playing as well. So I don't think he'll want to sit out forever. But that's such a. I don't want to. I feel like we're just stroking our own parts. Uh, but. It's actually a really cool idea. I didn't know that that's what you guys were going to do. I missed that somehow. It, it kind of just came, you know, it kind of just evolved because at first he said that he wanted to just come as Jack Sparrow and, and play a tank all night. I was like, uh, okay, sure. And then uh, I was trying to figure out how we could, uh, you know, because, you know, I try to do something special for like the holiday type ones. Like last year for Easter, we did the Easter brain hunt where there were uh, Easter eggs hidden throughout the, uh, the arena with the power-ups that was really the first time we did power-ups um so I, I was trying to figure out something to do and i was like i got those flag football flags we, 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 let's try using those so cool just, just kind yeah, of I, evolved yeah. i like the idea of a rotating or evolving you know uh, power-up that you can just like build up over time it's very cool yeah so it worked well um people enjoyed it people were actually going for it uh, I think we had three people turn in flags, and there were several other people that had gotten one of the two. I don't know if John actually got out any tags off of people going for the flags. Oh, I forgot to ask him. I'll have to ask him how that went. But uh, I don't know. That's maybe something that we'll do in the future. Um, you know, maybe identify an admin to to play tank the entire time. If maybe if Tom's feeling. Uh, it's like if you, he wants to. yeah, if you start feeling off or you want to break, like you can tank slowly. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's a good it's a good break and 
I mean, I might, <laughs> I might have a beer and walk around and play tank if I was there. That was what I loved to do during Trouble uh, Triple T. Yeah, is just walk around and moderate. Yep. It's fun. Which we did play that. Um, our our game set was Zombie Deathmatch, uh, BFZ, and Trouble in Terrorist Town. Um, which the guys from Red Team had never done Trouble in Terrorist Town before, so that that was interesting, having them be it. So much fun. My yeah. favorite game. Yeah. Um, at one point, um, I was the sheriff. And John had uh, stepped into the um, the Detroit Dark Club uh, store counter, the storefront, mm-hmm. and yeah. he was he was like, "Oh yeah, this is my bar. Come on into my bar." And he didn't have a blaster in his hands, and there was just something about it. And so I I popped a shot off at him. He ended up being the traitor, and he was like, "Man, I set myself up for it." Oh no, that's what it was. I tried to deputize him to make him a meat oh. shield. And so he showed me his traitor card, and he didn't have a blaster in his hand, so he couldn't uh, he couldn't defend himself. Oh, so no. I was like, I did that to myself. <laughs> he, he needs that rival flintlock pistol. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. So, so, yeah, Z13 was fun. Uh, we had uh, several people from uh, Red Team. Um, you had a number of people dressed up. Yeah, yeah, there was some good costumes. We had, uh, uh, we had a Plague Doctor, uh, which was... Um, Devin, we had uh, we had uh, uh, Reno nine one one, which was Tom. We had um, what else do we have? Obviously, we had Beret Pool. We had uh, Spawn. Matt played Spawn, and uh, his girlfriend Misty was uh, uh, like Apocalypse Warrior. And then we also we had Mad Max. Uh, Scotty Solomon came as uh, Mad Max. Who came as a clone trooper? Oh, that was uh, Dan Tidwell, uh, the the head oh. head guy from uh, Outbreak Eastern. Uh, he does. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's in Five Hundred First or just. Um, you he has know, a pretty re- serious costume. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's legit. Um, yeah, he's got the clone trooper with you know stormtrooper with the blue markings on it to make it a clone trooper. Um, he, he even had. Um, like a speaker PA system built into it so that he, when he talked, you could still hear him. Well, so yeah, it was, that was a tight costume. Connor got a picture of him next to the stormtrooper painting on the wall. That was nice. pretty cool. Yeah. So it's cool. That's yeah. Really so good cool. costumes, good gameplay. Um, had a lot of fun with it. So fantastic. Yeah. Oh, uh, we are, how are we doing by the way? Uh, time-wise? 42 minutes. 32. Okay. You want to bring up BG? Yeah. So we'll keep it quick. Cause it's, it's, we're at 42 minutes. Um, so I'm sure most of our listeners heard our last experience at BG, which was less than stellar. Um, but I, during that episode, I said I'd go back and I did, and I am glad I did. Um, it was a different set of game designers this time around. It was, uh, Jack and, uh, Tyler, and they pulled out a great invitational. It was, uh, Rainbow Six Siege themed, and it was a very basic storyline. Um, what it, the setup was it was that there was a train traveling through Bowling Green that derailed, that had been carrying um, toxic material, and people were starting to turn into zombies because of the toxic material. So, um, see, uh, Six had sent in a squad. Uh, to deal with the people that were uh, lashing out at the community um, after coming into contact with the um, 
the material, hazardous material, and they had lost contact with that team. So now there was a new team, a secondary team coming in with backup from the military. And that was, so the, the players were the military backup. And then there was uh, operators from the game Rainbow Six that they had written in as NPCs. So the cool game mechanic that they had come up with for this invitational was at the start of every mission, both sides got to pick operators to go into the mission with them. So the zombies got to pick operators from the first team that had uh, gone radio silent, and then the humans got to pick operators from that second team that they were going in to do the actual missions with. So um, during the mission briefing, they'd put a slide up with all of the different uh, operators from Rainbow Six on the screen. And I've never played Rainbow Six before, so um, I don't know if the same operators show up in, in the entire series or if it was just the one Rainbow Six they were talking about. But I know there was um, Tachanka and... Um, Mass Effect Planet. Ash and... Um, God, I can't think of them all. But there was eight or ten different human operators and like uh one of the operators uh could use a blowpipe and shoot a, a special blow dart at the boomer to deactivate it without booming uh there was an operator that was a heavy gunner um but couldn't move uh, while he was shooting there was an operator that carried a stim pistol and could um uh, immediately bring you back up if you had been stunned by a horde egg or another operator's ability there was uh, an operator uh, rook that gave out body armor to two players so normally at a normal bg game their tag zone is wrist uh, shoulder for this one it was torso up but if you got body armor then your tag zone became wrist to shoulder so that operator gave out two sets of body armor to other players um so there was there was like eight or ten different ones and so you got through the briefing of what you needed to do and then you had to pick your operators so you could kind of strategize and then after both sides had picked then they would let you know what the other side had picked as well so uh it was it was a very interesting game mechanic i don't know if it's something i could steal and incorporate in z13 but uh it made for some interesting strategization uh, before going into the missions. Very cool. Yeah. So as far as actual gameplay goes, so, um, you know, they brought us in uh, in response to this train derailing and then the the uh, first response team going silent. So the first thing we had to do, first mission mission was we had to go into campus and find uh, basically irradiated objects. We had to find these um, different objects that were the cause of the humans getting turned. Um, and once we found them, we had to um, pick them up and carry them back to the moderator, but we couldn't touch them ourselves or we got turned into zombies. So we had to use pool noodles basically as chopsticks. <laughs> awesome. To pick them up and carry them. Uh, now they did put some PVC piped up the center of the, the pool noodles, um, at least part of the way, so it was a little bit easier to do, um, but uh, it made it was interesting. Um, so we, I think, got four of the five items, and we 
We're fighting our way back towards the briefing room, and I got hit by a horde egg and had to take a knee in the parking lot outside of the briefing room, and the human collective left me for dead. So I got turned halfway through the first mission. That's one of the few times a horde egg actually made a difference. Yeah. Well, they they so the the rules and the the game mechanics and the story was very horde egg and stun ability heavy, um, and it it was something that we definitely had to plan around. I like that. I like the idea of, of being stunned and having to like res your teammates. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 it happens so infrequently. Yeah. In game. You, um, I, I think people get it wrong a lot. Like whatever the actual rules of the game are, people don't always follow that. Yeah. One of the uh, operators, his ability was it negated that effect. See, he had a pair of sunglasses that he could hand off, and whoever was wearing the sunglasses was immune to that effect. Uh, only one person? Yeah. So I, we didn't end up choosing that operator at all, um, but that was one that was available to us. Okay. So, so that was mission one. Mission two was they had to... Oh, oh yeah, mission two was um, there were, um, I don't know if they were spawning circles or if they were, um, basically there there was some flags around campus that the humans had to go collect, um, or they had to go destroy, and then they were zombie spawn points. Um, So a zombie could could touch and instant respawn at these various flag points. Uh, but the humans had to take one of their operators that was a demolitions expert around and blow up all of the different um, respawn points. So that was mission two. Humans ended up wiping at the end of that mission. Complete Com- wipe? Complete wipe. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so, like, one of the things that I really wanted to uh, applaud their design team is that... Um, Jack and Tyler were really kind of listening to what the players were saying in in how they were going to respond to that. Like uh, we posed at one point, you know, maybe before the humans completely wiped, we had posed maybe um, modifying the one operator um, that had the stim pistol that would uh, bring you back from being stunned. Maybe, you know, change that to every time you choose him, you know, he gets five revives and so five humans can come back or five zombies can come back to being humans at the start of that mission um for choosing him you know um or we talked about you know because bowling green does one of those um where you can get antidotes where you can get a second wristband and then if you get tagged you give up the second Uh, yeah right so we talked about maybe you know uh allowing if the people were going to get the antidotes use that they could hand it off to a friend to bring them back as a human um but then when they ended up wiping before the end of the second mission, um, they basically just wrote it in as um, a another like backup squad was coming in. So they let anybody who had been turned into a zombie r- revive and, and start mission three as a human again. So they did have uh, maybe five or six, you know, maybe more like ten people stay and play as zombies. Um, so after we came back from lunch and we did mission three, um, you know, we, we got to go at it again. Um, and what most people were pointing out is they didn't think that the game designers had gotten the ratio of operators right because for the first two missions, humans got one operator, zombies got two operators plus a boomer. 
so they tweaked that and they they were playing with the numbers after that and it seemed to go a lot more steady play um, out through the end of the game so mission three was we had to go out into campus and find the scientists there were two scientists and they had they were trapped by zombies so we had to um use the demolitions expert to go out into the places where the zombies had them trapped and escort them back to um, a certain building. Um, and that mission was where I had my favorite uh, event of the game. So we're standing and a few people... And so during this mission, we could not go on the grass. Um, if you if you stepped onto the grass, you had to take a knee like you had taken a horrid egg. So there was, there was very specific areas we could go. Um, and, and the scientists were always kind of positioned in an area where you had to walk down a long path and maybe they had put up caution tape. Like caution tape was, um, erected barriers that, uh, the demolitions guy could blow up. So the, oh, cool. yeah. so they would place the scientists down a path in a circle and then kind of, uh, labyrinth maze using, um, yellow tape. So that you had to kind of weave through and whatnot. So oh, that's uh, that's a fun idea. Like yeah. a, you could totally do a. Um, the first thing that came to mind was a uh, a shining maze. Like you could have a shining. Yeah, kind of. So w- real real quick, backing up. So the first um, scientist that we found was at their clock tower, and it was really cool because so we came up and everybody was standing at. Um, think of it as six o'clock on a clock. Um, and the zombies were on the other side of the caution tape taunting us and whatnot. So then Cody, who was playing the demolitions guy, goes running around, and he's standing at another piece of caution tape that's at uh, 10, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 10.30-ish, right there. And so he, now they think that he's going to use the demolition charge to blow through the caution tape right there. And so he's you know he's keeping all the, the zombies occupied, and, and then a few of us go over to back him up and then while all the zombies are paying attention to him um a few humans had gone around the other way and just walked in the entrance that had been left open which was at about two o'clock so there are now a few humans in the maze where the zombies are so they turn around and they're all paying attention to them and then cody demos the wall at ten thirty. And we all rush in, take them out, rescue the scientist. Ah, uh, very cool. Yeah, so it was it was a bunch of strategy and and whatnot. So it was really cool. Um, but going back to my favorite moment, so we're rescuing the second scientist, and I don't know, maybe five or six people had gone down the path to get the the scientist out of the the circle down where he was, and the rest of us were all kind of hanging back. And there's I don't know, maybe seven or eight zombies plus their special, which was a, um, a meat shield special. It could not tag, but it couldn't be stunned or tagged out. It basically, um, if it had its shield down in front of him, it, uh, it couldn't run. Maybe I'm mixing up special. Anyways, it could, was it stationary or it had to walk? It could move, but it had to walk. Okay. So they had that, uh, special, and then they had some noodles and shields and stuff. And respawn had just happened. You could see them all putting their bandanas back on and starting to strategize and getting ready to rush us right as they're starting to bring the VIP 
out. And I was like, nah, forget this. Switched the FDL over to full auto, and I just mag-dumped an entire mag into the horde that was preparing to rush us, and I got all of them. <laughs> it, it was, See, full auto is super fun. It was, you can use it, right? It Those was, moments that you can actually great. use. Yeah, and uh, Jesse from Red Team was in that group of zombies that was getting ready to rush, and you just saw his shoulders kind of fall, and he sighed, and they pulled the bandana off. And we got the, the the VIP out, and we escorted him back. So that was cool. So then that was mission three. Mission four, we had to protect their uh, caravan to evac the scientists. So they, they had cardboard boxes they had decorated as cars, and the cars would only move if there were four humans right on the, um, the car. So it was a payload-type mission. What was the story behind having four humans? You need one each to operate the pedals. No, the shift no, area. just just like security escort. Uh, okay, so they didn't right. actually even have to be touching; they just had to be right by it. Uh, so, all right. that so makes sense. Yeah. the scientists, you know, were, um, led us around campus, and we were escorting them. And um, there were four flags, I think, on each of the cars. And if the zombies got all four of the flags, then the car exploded. And, oh. and humans failed that mission. They did get all the flags, and we were so close back being to being to the objective too. So that was disappointing. And then that led us into final stand. There were two objectives that we had to protect, and then get to the evac chopper. And, and the zombies were trying to uh, blow them up. So it was a uh, recycling bin or a waste bin or something. And they had this brick, and if they got the brick in for two minutes, two consecutive minutes, then it would blow up. So we chose one of the two sites to defend, and of course the zombies went to the other site and, and blew that one up on, on like right away. Yeah, on uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unopposed. Um, so then we had the final stand kind of battle uh, at the other point, and they ended up getting that one as well. So. We were told that uh, humans had basically three win conditions. They could um, defend both successfully, and the zombies would be defeated. Uh, if they, um, if we were able to defend one and escape to the chopper, then that was enough to save the the city. Um, but even if we didn't um, successfully defend either of the sites, we could still evac, get on the helicopter, and. Uh, escape. We had to get to the evac site and wait for, I think it was five minutes or something, 10 minutes maybe. Um, so we lose the second objective. Uh, the other one blows up. So the remaining, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 humans, we make a run for it. Um, it and, and Eric, you've never been to BG, have you? I never have. I've driven so, by it and gotten gas at the gas uh, station. So kind of in the center of campus, there's what I think they call it the redstones anyways they, they have this like uh red brick uh oval in the center of a walking path and there's a really nice bgsu sculpture uh if you go check out uh brain or or i think on youtube he's warhol the tasty snack um if you go check out his youtube channel he's got some footage of in the second half of the uh the day um and it you'll see um where the final stand is is it's this big oval bricked off area so that was the evac point. That's where the helicopter was coming in. And so the humans are kind of just 
in the middle of that and the zombies are organizing rushes and the horde eggs are coming out and the noodles are coming out and one of the specials they had had a shield and a mace um and then they also had a um a shield zombie that could rush and kind of like you know line break um and then the boomer and um so we were trying to defend ourselves to just get out so that our team wasn't destroyed and uh i at that point i took a horde egg again and got tagged i, th- I think it was it was either brain or brandon one of the red team guys got me um and then that was that was it zombies won of course just like always as as always yeah, yeah. I feel like it shouldn't be any other way. There should just be an epic story about how everyone goes out. Yep. So, um, so yeah, very well designed. Um, obviously they had a power imbalance thing going on. Um, you know, since they wiped by mission two, but they responded well to that. They did a great job of making sure people knew what was going on. They put out the list of operators so that we could read through it ahead of time. So we could ask questions so we could prepare like one of the zombie operators, had area of effect um, zones that shut down flywheels. So that was a big thing we were very yeah. concerned about going into it. Like I, I was trying to figure out how to make my talon claw hit under 130 you, so I could... How do you know if you're in that range, in that bubble? So it was, it was going to be marked by string. Okay. So at, once I found that out, that told me that, okay, it's not something he's going to be able to throw and like trap you in. It's going to be a set thing. So it's something that they could like... Um, you know, put out there as a, um, you know, defense for an area. So that, yeah, so they were very good about uh, communicating what was going on and uh, it was, it was just a solid game. So um, I, I hope that this means that they're back on the right track. I heard uh, concerns from people who kind of know more about the ins and internal politics, what going on. This may have just been a final hurrah, uh, but I'll remain cautiously optimistic and I'll go to the next one. We'll see how it does. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, great recap. Uh, we've been running long. We probably could have saved that and gone more detail for another episode. But yeah. hey, cram crammed full of content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another good. So uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, sign off here. Yeah. Um, give qu- a quick shout out. Yeah. Uh, you go first. Let me think. I'm gonna give mm. a quick shout out to uh, Mr. Marco Pato, who uh, should have received a patch um, from the Detroit Dart Talk. Uh, crossover episode with Ben Anderson should be in his hands by now. Just wanted to shout his name out and congrats to him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fan- fantastic. Um, I am actually, am going to shout out, uh, Brian Leonard or brain or Warhol, um, for, uh, posting his content from that BG game. And, and, um, he's been very active in, in our discord chats recently. And, uh, um, you know, just, bringing additional value and content to our chat and, um, you know, putting out there from the, uh, the YouTube channel from the event or yeah, from the BG event. And it was cool getting to go back and recap and, and help refresh my memory from the weekend. So, um, shout out to you, man. Good. Keep up the good work. All right. Thanks everyone for listening and hope you guys have a great week. Nerf on or something. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
Hashtag free stuff.